what we do here is go back, 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 back. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Weekly Roundup, where we discuss... No, I'm kidding, it's Zuma has fallen, so uh, let's uh, get on with that. Let's just dive straight into it. The Zuma has you know. fallen. I mean, we have fall. names. Oh yeah, that's right. What is your name, anyway? <laughs> I'm Julia. Uh, I'm Andy. And I'm Hadley. Well, that was quite nice. There we go. Now yeah. Zuma has fallen. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's been... I mean, we literally can't talk about the Weekly Roundup of stories making headlines and burn media without mentioning the... The events that took place over this past week, almost 72 hours, basically, um, with President Jacob Zuma resigning. And literally, not even 10 minutes ago, we were we still on this, or it was still on the screen, uh, us streaming um, the swearing-in or the election of Cyril Ramaphosa as president. Um, is, has this probably been the craziest week uh, in South African politics in like a decade at least? I was going to say 10 years ago, the same thing happened with Mbeki. He came on TV, it was all very dramatic, yeah. he got very somber, and he said he was resigning, and then the next day we had a new president. So yeah. I feel like we've all lived this already. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think the difference is this is sort of in the social media age. I mean, now that everyone has Twitter, um, so many hashtags have been trending. Like, I mean, obviously the big one was Zuma resigns, and yeah. today Zuma has fallen was another big one. Yeah. Sexit. Like, yeah, Zexit. Yeah, Zexit as well. My yeah. favorite one. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't remember, you know, everyone hitting those Twitter likes. Yeah, and, you know, back and, in two thousand and nine. Yeah, and so, so also quite interesting to see um, some of the social media tributes by journalists to um, to other journalists and um, to to outlets like Amabungani, uh, the Centre for Investigative Reporting. Um, you know, calling for donations because they do thrive on donations, um, and then also because they broke the story. So the other big story this week, of course, is it's almost like clockwork. As soon as that political kind of, you know. Um, force holding kind of the walks back from carrying out warrants or whatever as soon as that gets lifted then you see like these raids happening on the Gupta compound you know a Gupta brother arrested one apparently sought to Rizane Zuma on the prowl uh, according to reports and it was quite interesting to follow that um, because I got into the office and I just saw kind of on social media that's where it first broke obviously mm. you know that's become expected seeing pictures of of the roads in front of Saxon Wall being blocked and the Hawks coming in and ENCA being tipped off to it, I believe, or they would they happen to be there or some, something along those lines, getting there very quickly on the scene. All very crazy. And um, of course, you know, the, the hat tips going off to, to Amabungani, like I said, who published the story around this, the reason why the Guptas are being arrested for this dodgy dairy farm deal. They published a story about this dodgy dairy farm deal in 2013. And they made a note of saying, guys, we published this in 2013 and it didn't make a splash at all. Yeah, it's funny that a dairy farm got them, you know, but yeah. neither should be in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really crazy how it's it's this particular incident and not like ESCOM and uh, all all these other kind of dealings, these dodgy dealings. Mm. I suppose if you're gonna, it's always one of those things where even the, where the biggest kind of uh, criminals um, get uh, uh, you know get get arrested on like the smallest charges, you know, like hey tax evasion or whatever, you know. So it's 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 really it's really interesting in that regard, um, and just watching that kind of unfold, like watching people go, watching kind of like the reaction from Zuma, um, you know, being able to stream kind of like the SABC's like quote unquote interview with him, you know, basically almost all but saying I'm not going, you know, yeah. and then literally at 11 p.m. saying actually I am going, 
Yeah, and he made us wait for that as well. Yeah. I mean, the press conference only started at about 25 minutes past 10. It's ridiculous. I was just asleep. Me too. I me woke too. up to it. Thanks, New York Times. Yeah. Mm. I, I tried to stay awake. Eventually, I did because I was, I was trying to figure out whether or not he was going to say, you know what, I'll see you guys in Parliament tomorrow. Mm. Or my mom said he was going to resign, and it turns out that he did. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah I suppose it's, it's one of those things where you don't want to be seen as being pushed out by the opposition. Also, you want to be mm. seen as leaving of your own accord. Um, so it's, it's really uh, an interesting situation for him. It's almost like the decision was made for him, you know. I'd love to know how many politicians have left the ANC of their own accord. Yeah. It, it's very, I mean, one president and the actual politicians, Julius Malema was kicked out. Yeah. Mm. Who else? Mbeki left, right? Yeah. He yeah. went to cope. Yeah. Oh, but no, well, he was Becky kicked out. Mm. No, he hasn't gone Wasn't to cope. He, he's kind of. He's just been independent, kind of. Didn't, doesn't he? Oh, my nope. goodness. No, Sorry, nope. my South African politics. You're thinking of um, Bazima uh, Shalowa and no. Tere Lakota. No, I really thought he was. He's probably in an armchair somewhere enjoying his popcorn. His oh. Oh. Is the soap opera. Yeah. I need Reading to Shakespeare as well. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone knows why I think that, please help me. <laughs> anyway, I mean, it's it's just really been. The more I think about it, it's basically been kind of like the breaking stuff has all taken place on social media. Mm. But when it comes to kind of like the the speeches and reactions and like the formalities, it's still very much like a, I wouldn't say like a, a, a streaming first, but it's a, I wouldn't say like a, a broadcast first, but very much so. Like, yes, you can find like the, the you know, the swearing in and the parliamentary sessions and Zuma's speech, um, presumably Zuma's speech was streamed, I'm assuming. You can find that sort of thing, you know, online, but they, like, there wasn't any kind of like online exclusive kind of, um, you know, or social media exclusive kind of formalities. It was like all the breaking stuff, like the unofficially, unofficial stuff happened on social media, which is kind of how I think it's, it's probably going to stay that way for a while yet. Yeah, I mean, I think we, f we first kind of saw this with the Oscar child. Yeah. Um, the Oscar child evolved on social media and I mean, Meanburn was pretty much the leader in that sort of yeah. the coverage of the trial back mm. then. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's interesting to see how South African politics also evolves on social media because now you have, you know, politicians obviously adding their two cents yes. along with the masses and the masses can interact with yeah. politicians as well. I think the EFF is doing a great job in that yeah. regard. I mean, Julius even jabbished a statement by, yes, exactly. you know, by Jacob Zuma saying that, you know, yeah. that he didn't want Mbeki out. Yeah. You know, it was kind of Cyril who thought that he should go. Yes. But the um, it's, it's interesting how uh, the, govern the government and uh, broadcasters kind of were shaping the, or rather the government was using broadcasters to shape kind of the debate or, and the president obviously using government to shape the debate and shape the discourse. Uh, but the social media was kind of where like the unfold, well, you know, it sounds like a cliche, but the unfolded opinion and unfolded yeah. kind of rebuttals. Like, like you say, literally Malema, mere seconds after Zuma says, oh no, I actually supported Mbeki uh, <laughs> against uh, a recall. And then Malema says, no, actually I was there. You said we can't work with him. We want him out. Yeah. You know, so that's really been crazy. Where to next for, for um, obviously we aren't a political kind of, uh, publication but uh, just in terms of in, in the terms social of media age everyone's a pundit <laughs> unfortunately <Definitely>. unfortunately <laughs> i mean for once we have a an actual president who's active on social media yeah I mean, cyril has an account that he uses Shit, sorry i just call him cyril yes cyril. Pre president ramaphosa yeah. oh that sounds uh, interesting <laughs> it's crazy yeah. to say Familiarity. yeah i know right um but yeah he has a twitter account that he uses quite regularly yeah. i mean zuma 
Julia, you wrote a piece about politicians on Twitter the other day, and Zuma has an account that he hasn't used since 2013. 2013. Yeah. And Ramaphosa has an Apple Watch, it looks like, in some of the pictures I've seen. (laughs) Nice. Um, Obviously, he was running on the promenade uh, this morning, and uh, we saw uh, a picture that went viral of him and Trevor Manuel, like, posing with, uh, you know, citizens. Um, So, at least we know that he's fitter than... Uh, President Zuma, <laughs> so that's so that's something interesting. Yeah, and he clearly he also, doesn't. Also, as want. far as I'm aware, has not been accused of rape. Yeah. So mm. that's yeah. exciting. Then it's there been is a Marikana question. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's Marikana. There is the Marikana question that hangs uh. over him, and you can bet your butts that the EFF will hammer this point home. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, unfortunately, they left before the election, uh, before the the new president was voted on, because you know. What is a parliamentary uh, discussion without the EFF leaving first? I mean, some things never change, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Anyway, moving away from uh, something that we aren't really super familiar with and we aren't exactly political experts, but it was really interesting to see the social media side of uh, this uh, come into the, into the, into the fray. Um, we do have uh, two uh, actual uh, stories on uh, meme burn worth noting. For one, it's the Africa Tech Summit. Uh, and our very own Daniel Impala is actually in Kigali, uh, Rwanda. Uh, he's covering that. So basically, the tech summit uh, it's going, it's, it involves Africa's tech ecosystem, entrepreneurs, uh, you know, and apparently there are 50 delegates and 29 countries that are involved in this, including investors from Australia, Germany, uh, Russia, that sort of thing. And um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. So we are expecting some some decent news from that. We already have. Uh, a first piece from Daniel on that side, uh, just covering kind of like a, a broad overview, looking at uh, what people can expect from this, um, and yeah, so it's it's always it's always cool to see to see our um, you know the venture burn, the African tech ecosystem at large and startup ecosystem at large coming into into fray because because yes you hear about Kenya Nigeria and South Africa but uh, having this in Rwanda it's it's actually quite a quite a refreshing kind of event to have I would say. Yeah, and I mean, Eastern Africa is emerging as sort of like the other tech hub alongside Nigeria and South Africa. So yeah, I mean, it's, exactly. You know, it's nice that the Benjamin guys are traveling so much too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here we are in, you know, dry Cape Town and they are in like the yeah. opposite ends of the earth. Yeah, Stephen's uh, taking some time out for himself, the Benjamin editor, to go to Chile. So uh, there's that. So um, that's going to be, yeah, so basically it's just meme burn and, and gear burn uh, in, in the, the office this week. Yeah. Hence why you have us talking about politics. Yeah. <laughs> we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I went back, you did coke. <laughs> Not coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, uh, um, uh, those hoping for more African tech startup news can uh, check out uh, Venture Burn uh, in the coming days because uh, that that event is currently taking place this week. Um, we now move over to um, the Gearburn side of things. And um, we had gotten word a few, uh, about last week that uh, there's a Huawei P Smart uh, device that's launching in the country. And this week the device is actually launched, actually yesterday it launched, uh, or rather the 13th it launched. And actually just looking at the specs, it is probably the most value for money Actually, that sounds very weird, grammatically incorrect, but it looks like the best value for money smartphone uh, in the country right now. We haven't played with it yet, but um, f- at f- 4,000 Rand, you're getting basically a P10 light with dual camera kind of setup. So that means a full HD screen, um, yeah, obviously the 4,000 Rand price tag, um, a 13 megapixel and 2 megapixel dual camera setup, 
8 megapixel uh, selfie camera, a tall screen, which is really becoming a, a, a big thing these days. You're seeing a lot more budget manufacturers opting for the Galaxy S8 style tall screen, mm. um, 3000 milliamp hour battery, and then of course a chip that's basically the equivalent of the Snapdragon 625. So it'll last a while. Um, by comparison, probably the closest uh, comparison I can get maybe dual camera wise uh, is the Xiaomi Mi A1, which we reviewed um, a few weeks ago. And that comes in at a thousand rand more, but you get 64 gigs of storage and pure Android. So we're finally getting to this point and it was something that was mentioned to us uh, when I'd done a couple of interviews last year uh, with, with various players saying that you know, tall screens and dual cameras will be will filter down to to budget kind of um, manufacturers. But it makes me wonder what what do you think or what do you want to be the next cool feature or trend to come to your cheap smartphones? Yeah, that's actually a good question. <laughs> I mean, part of me kind of wants to say lower price. I mean, mm. four thousand for these specs. I mean, you guys should check it out in Gearburn. I can't. I hardly went through it, but I mean, looking at it. Like this would have cost about eight thousand, nine thousand rand, you know, a couple of yeah. months ago, mm. and now you get a budget smartphone that's like pretty much everything you could kind of hope for. Although I mean, camera performance must still be sort of checked and whatnot. Me, yeah, but I mean, that's like, usually the first department that goes when it comes to budget devices. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, bio, more biometrics would be nice. For yeah, cheaper smartphones. Oh, it's got yeah, 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 exactly. So I mean, this does have a fingerprint scanner as well. Sorry. Um, we also see a couple of other phones. I, I don't know if does the Redmi 4X have a fingerprint scanner? I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, I know they had a huge battery. Um, so that's kind of exactly that's kind of the thing I'd like to see more of is like in that sub 4,000 rand category is to see more um, biometrics. That's a great point mm. uh, because it, it just makes life easier. You know, just having a fingerprint scanner. Um, and then I suppose the other thing I want to see is just something that you probably agree on very very much so is just yes dual cameras are nice but i would love to see kind of great single camera smartphones um the huawei nova probably stood out for me even though it was overpriced uh, for south africa internationally it was actually fine mm. but the huawei nova stood out for me as having a, a pretty capable camera for the for the price um or for the international price uh, single camera but it seemed like a good kind of low light uh, shooter um and even FNB's Connexus phone, um, I had a brief hands-on with a colleague of ours, or with a peer, a tech yeah. peer of ours. Um, and uh, the FNB Connexus X2, um, also a dual camera phone, and I believe it retails for under for about 3,000, or I can't remember, and the results actually were not bad. So if you are looking for a dual camera smartphone that won't break the bank, uh, keep an eye on the, the P-Smart. Um, if you want fast updates and dual camera still, you know, you might want to check out the, um, the Mi A1. But the problem with the Mi A1, I find, is that you can't, you, you have portrait mode and that's it. Huawei's phones have always given you more kind of like adjustments in terms of the dual camera stuff. Um, and, and that for me has kind of been the biggest issue I have with, with a lot of dual camera phones is that it doesn't give you much beyond, hey, look, the background is blurry. Yeah. And that's kind of like my sticking point with dual cameras. Yeah. It's like, cool, having two is great, but like, what the hell are you doing with yeah. them that's different from a single camera? Yeah. 
But also, I think cheaper phones need to start focusing on software rather than hardware. Mm. I think a lot of the hardware is fine, but you try and use like a standard music player in a lot of these phones, and they're just terrible. Yeah. Like music player, I know Hisense, just all of the notifications are poorly like copywritten <laughs> yeah. and just terrible attention to detail in the software because they're focusing so much on making like the hardware so perfect mm. that the actual use of the phone becomes like secondary yeah. almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is silly. I think software should be like as important as hardware. Yeah, for me also, one of the things that I I love like. You know, software. I totally agree. Software should definitely be be more important. Um, I thought you were going to say updates, but that's not. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think updates. Are, most people care about updates as much as like enthusiasts would have you believe. Um, maybe that's a contentious statement to make. I don't know. I mean, I still have a Huawei G7, which isn't an old phone. The yeah. specs still, you know, meet standard of today, but mm. it's still running KitKat. Yeah. I mean, KitKat was invented in the 1800s, and I mean, <laughs> Huawei hasn't pushed. You know, I mean, how many generations of Android have passed since then? Yeah, exactly. About four. Something like that. Update. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah, but I've got a blue phone, and I would prefer to have no updates than that little update notification that I know if that I click it, it will kill break phone. my phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's that. Too. Exactly. Exactly. The one other thing I do quite like is the tall screen kind of vibe. So I've been using, obviously, the Galaxy S8 as a seeded phone. It was given to us uh, since, since um, shortly after local launch. Uh, I then switched uh, to the Mi A1, uh, which is a standard kind of uh, screen format and whatever, and it just felt unbearably wide. Uh, you mm. know, it's it, you get used to it after a while, but it was just so weird. You know, um, so I would like to see that kind of filter down to like your three thousand rands uh, phones and what have you. So I'm quite quite glad to see the the Huawei P Smart, and everyone's laughing at me because I said it's so wide. <laughs> it's unbearably wide. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. What is uh, wrong with us today? Anyway, enough about my sex life. <laughs> Sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> but yeah, so like tall screens, I, I, I like the idea of that. Um, it's kind of like, it, it reminds me of when I used the iPhone 5 uh, for the first time. Mm. Um, not the biggest iPhone fan, but I, I, I can appreciate an Apple, Apple device. But the tall screen at the time, it, it actually felt good. Yeah, you know. it's kind of like the widescreen thing now with yeah. TVs. I mean, I can't really look at a CRT monitor anymore because it's it's that square sort of SABC <laughs> aspect ratio. Yeah, the SABC aspect ratio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, a widescreen is like, you know, you can't sort of imagine any other way now. Yeah. And widescreens are kind of like that for long screen smartphones mm. now. They sort of becoming the norm, the yeah. 18 by 9 format. Yeah. But we, uh, I, I'm glad that we're seeing like that 18 by 9 format because I also um, apparently Moto's new G range of phones will be having the, all, all be having the 18 by 9 format. Alcatel One Touches or Alcatel I, I can never remember if it's Alcatel it's Alcatel, Alcatel One now. Touch yeah. or if it's just I'm just gonna call him TCL. Screw it. It's so confusing. Uh, it's unbearably confusing and I hate it. Um, TCLs Alcatel phones um, will also a lot of them will also be doing the tall uh, form factor and budget price. So I think that will probably be the, the main kind of trend we see uh, mm. perhaps in budget phones is tall screen. And uh, that's going to be fun to see and use. Um, but I suppose then it comes down to what don't you want to see from budget phones this year? Uh, high prices. Yeah, well, that, that goes without saying. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Lack of headphone jacks but for one. I was just about to say that. Yeah, I'm yeah. reviewing the, the Mi Note 3 from Gearbest. Uh, that, if it, were, if it were to come to the country, Unofficially, I would assume it would have a 7,000 Rand price tag, mm. but it's available for 5,000 Rand via Gearbest, and it lacks a headphone jack. 
Um, the Moto, some of the Moto phones also lack headphone jacks, and it just it doesn't make sense for a budget manufacturer to to ditch the headphone jack. You know, we can't afford five hundred rand Bluetooth headphones. Come on. Exactly, exactly. Um, so that's kind of something I don't want to see, and I want to. I also want to see more of infrared blasters. Uh, something as simple as an infrared blaster to control my TV, DVD player. Who has DVD players still? Anyway, uh, that sort of thing. Like it's very useful. Also, if you're at like a spur or some random restaurant that has a, a TV blaring <laughs> in the background, and you just want to troll the customers and turn it off. Um, good reason to go to the spur. Yeah, good reason to go to the spur. Good reason to not hang out with Hadley. <laughs> <laughs> Be the guy in the spur turning the TV up. Yeah. I'm just going through scenarios here to justify my mm -hmm. like of the yeah. infrared blast. I wouldn't really do that, mm -hmm. would I? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's pretty much it in terms of uh, the usual uh, scheduled uh, podcasting. Uh, I keep on saying the usual scheduled podcasting. Then we go to the next scheduled topic, <laughs> which is what are we playing? What are we doing? What are we watching? What are we reading? What are we reviewing? What are we anything? Let's start with you, Julia. I just finished watching um, Netflix's Queer Eye reboot. And it was just the most wonderful, like it was like a warm hug of a TV show. <laughs> it just calmed me right down after an anxious day. I just was like four straight hours of it. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Queer Eye uh, for the Straight Guy was like a 2002 or th 2003 TV show about these five gay guys who would go around makeovering, um, making over straight men like in... Um, each five of them flip words today are very hard each one of the five had like a specialty so there was fashion there's um, grooming there's food culture and interior design and basically they just went and their whole like purpose was um, tolerance so that was the whole point of the first season in the early 2000s um, was to breed tolerance for the LGBT community. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was really, really cool, did mm. really well, had five seasons, and now Netflix has rebooted it with a new Fab Five, and it's just Queer Eye now because they're not focusing solely on straight men. There's also an episode with a gay man who needs help um, coming out of the closet. Oh, which cool. is, yeah, and it's really, like, the whole purpose is just kind of to preach self-love and acceptance, mm. and it it's just okay. so beautiful, and, like, everyone just... If they even if they're pretending they love each other <laughs> yeah and it's just for 45 minutes you get to watch these people just hype each other up tell each other like that they should love themselves and that they're beautiful and it's just it's what it's what i needed at the end of a long day and i'm sure a lot of other people would appreciate it as well <laughs> so awesome <laughs> yeah i remember that show was pretty big on what was it SBC 3 or something i thought it was etv yeah. one, of them. TV? one of them one of them i want to say et i want i want my my mind wants to say SABC, but my heart wants to say that it's ETV because SABC seems like too conservative for that. Yeah, I don't think they would have done that. Like they just like touched by an angel followed by something else. That's oh, I love Touched heaven. by an yeah. angel. So followed by Seventh Heaven or whatever. Seventh Heaven was SABC too, please. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember any of that. Someone's childhood right there. Chomped was SABC 3 and everything fun Chomped. was on ETV. <laughs> yeah. Tonight after the 10 p.m. movie. Anyway, what about you, Andy? What are you playing, reviewing, watching, listening to, reading? Yeah, so um, yesterday I actually watched uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. I don't know if you guys remember that movie. Mm -hmm. um, Michael Cera, Kat Dennings, came out in 2008. Can't take him seriously as a romantic lead. Seriously. <laughs> he's, uh, he's deadpan. Human delivery is kind of fun, I think. Um, it, su it suits the character in the movie anyway. Um, so I saw that yesterday. Is he typecast now? He is kind of. Has he been cast now? Is another <laughs> question altogether. This is it. Was his last movie, I think. And that was okay. 
that was when LA sort of crumbled mm. and you know uh, the devil appeared and yes yeah and Emma Watson and there was a rape joke in there yeah yeah okay. um, yeah but apart from that I um planning to play Overwatch this weekend as well because it's the that's free, free weekend free yeah weekend. that's right I've been I still haven't bought he it he was in Molly's game I'm sorry he was out <laughs> last year <laughs> okay. my, my buddies have also been trying to get to rope me into it and I've just been like more like overlook <laughs> but that was my response wow, savage uh, it's not because it just doesn't intrigue me and it also seems to me like as soon as I go online I'm gonna get slaughtered Oh um, yeah, no, that's yeah. that's my thought process every single time. That's why I haven't purchased this. <laughs> I mean, that's why I play Plants vs Zombies all the time because yeah. I'm really good at that game now. Because after how many hours? One thousand three hundred, maybe. Nice, nice. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I'm looking at some apps because I um, I told you guys I'm thinking of doing the whole app app of the week thing again. Mm, mm. Um, so I've got a few in mind. Um, if you guys have any suggestions, please pop them through. Sweet. Um, what kind of apps are you looking at? Uh, just any like things that make your life useful, like this app called Hurry. <laughs> that make your life Sorry, useful is very different. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> we're just Words. getting real philosophical like yeah. up in here. <laughs> You've infected me with your with your word thing. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, things that help your life carry on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to be philosophical, like water, <clears throat> city of Cape Town. Like uh, this is app called Habits that lets you like record certain habits you. Oh, cool kind of, mm. you know, do or want to do. Yeah. Like, I have reminded to buy electricity every week. Oh, cool. So I thought when you thought it said it's a habits app, I thought it would just be like Christian habits. You Isn't know, like, the point <laughs> of a habit that you do it habitually oh, without terrible. thinking about it? Yeah, th that's the funny thing, though. It's, it's great as a reminder app as well. Okay. So the, the name of the app isn't really, you know, it doesn't really do it justice. It seems like quite a few of those apps around like it. Reminder apps already exist. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But it's cool to like keep track of when you've actually done something. Okay. Like I use it to see how often we buy electricity and does how much it, we does use. Does it use <coughs> gamification? Not really. Oh, good. I, I turn it into a game. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you get the, there was Habit RPG or something like that. Yeah, which, definitely. Life which RPG you level too. up. Yeah. Very weird yeah. way to be a mature person. I mean, I've always wanted to be a Skyrim character, basically. You know what app you should try out? Is that one that I was telling you about that reminds you about death five times a day? Oh, wow. That oh. one that follows some that principle. Upbeat. I can't remember. Some foreign country, like, or foreign faith principle that, like, you need to remind yourself that you're going to die five times a day to truly be happy because you need to accept your own mortality. To I be mean, happy. I feel like most of us are happy because uh, we get to save former President Jacob Zuma now. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't think I'll be needing that app anytime soon. Okay. Sweet. But I will <laughs> add it to my list. Yeah. Please. I think it costs money though. It's probably like a dollar or two. Oh yeah, because because death isn't cheap. No. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't actually. It's uh, not. <laughs> where's Where's Desmond Dube when you need him to explain how expensive death can oh be? Oh God, yes. Anyway, uh, is that it for you? I feel like that reference was too old for me. I didn't get it. Oh, the clientele life uh, ads that keep on popping up. Life insurance, life insurance. You're going to die. You're going to die. Yeah. Do you want to leave your loved ones behind <laughs> with the, with, uh, settle them with the costs, you irresponsible yeah. bastard? That's yeah. kind of how it got goes. Got you. Got yeah, you. Okay. Much. Uh, cool. Yeah, but th that's all for me. Yeah. Okay, awesome. On my side, I am busy reviewing the Mi Note 3, Xiaomi's uh, fab phablet without the headphone jack. Photos have really surprised me. Um, and then I'm also reviewing UFC 3 uh, on Xbox One. Been a U I've been a lapsed UFC fan, uh, MMA fan. Played the first, uh, the THQ UFC games, really loved them. Played the first UFC that was by EA and the stand-up was hard as hell, but the, you know, the boxing and striking, hard as hell, but 
you know, pretty interesting and intricate, and the grappling was utterly terrible. This time, it seems like they've improved matters, but it's, I'm still not liking it. It's still a bit frustrating. Um, but uh, it's still early days for that review, um, but hopefully I, I turn around on that one. Um, and then otherwise, when I'm not reviewing titles or messing around with phones that I'm busy reviewing, um, I, I go back to War Thunder and Heat Signature, my two favorite games these days. Um, I've also started, I bought uh, Battlefield Bad Company 2 as well. Oh, nice. uh, it was like 50 Rand or something like that on uh, Steam. And I'm just reminded by how fantastic that game is. I think it came out in 2010 or, 20, or 2009, something mm. like that. Um, the sound design's fantastic, like little things like when you're sit standing in a building, firing out, you know, the, the sound echoes, you know, differently and as opposed to just being outdoors or having the fire come in. Um, just a really well designed game aside from the crappy checkpoint system. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it um, in terms of what I'm reviewing, playing, watching, etc. Uh, oh, I started watching Alter Carbon, by the way. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I actually downloaded the first few episodes, but I haven't actually Okay, so you, you haven't actually uh, <laughs> no. uh, streamed it via Netflix? I'm, I'm that kind of guy. No, I don't download on Netflix. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm that kind of guy who will download episodes and then, you know, forget that it expired in my, in my oh, yes. phone, like, yeah. months later. And I'm Aww. like, oh, I remember. I should have watched yeah. it. But yeah. Sweet. Awesome. Wait, what do you think of Alter Carbon? I only started watching the first episode. I was at the Lady Friends place and we watched it there. Um first two episodes I think uh, I'm really enjoying it um, gives off some Blade Runner vibes but it definitely so I haven't watched the new Blade Runner but it definitely seems like a more um, it seems like a speedier version of Blade Runner it's not plodding mm-hmm. uh, for lack of a better term I've kind of been avoiding it because it seems very orientalist and I'm like mm, okay yeah 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 I don't really mm. want to like there's so many films about like a Chinese person played by a white guy oh yeah or a Japanese yeah. person yeah that is that is kind of the, the whitewashing uh, yeah, yeah. You think you think that would change under like the new streaming regime, but it's kind of disappointing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And on that sad note, <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys once again for listening to the podcast. Uh, before we go, Julia, when are you leaving the company? I'm leaving on the twenty eighth of Feb, so next week will be my last podcast yes so we are losing julia who is normally the voice of reason uh mm-hmm. on this podcast no offense to andy I'm or steven also or the voice of I'm an mistaken. entire gender yes the voice of an entire gender <laughs> yeah um we forget about that no i'm kidding we we don't no, um but yes you. um so it's another sad note yeah. um but we we always do appreciate uh, julia's contribution she's she's made in such a short time making uh, herself indispensable um so Guys, thank, thank you once you. again. Um, <laughs> you can get sloppy next week too, I won't say yeah. that. Yeah, although I won't be here next week because oh. I'll be in Barcelona okay, for Mobile World Congress. Turn. We can take it in turns to just gush about me. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to think of something. Cool, thank you. Former President Julia Brekke. <gasps> Beautiful. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys so much. If you want to follow us on uh, Facebook and Twitter, you can do so via at VentureBurn, at MemeBurn, at GearBurn, and at MotorBurn. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, that would be at Burn Media. And you can, of course, check us out on YouTube as well. Thank you guys once again. Ta-ta. Ciao.